Welcome into the Pokes Report podcast. Zach Lancaster here alongside Brian Murphy. We're a day late. <clears throat> but not me. a dollar short. <clears throat> not a dollar Man, short. I'll tell you, it's been one of them weeks. Um, long week, busy week, heavy week. But it's been a, it's been a decent week, you know. I've, I've got a little tickle in my throat. I'm not sick, but I got a little tickle. The allergies have been awful. Oh yeah, I ran out of Claritin two or three days ago, so it's like three straight days of just. Dude, I went by. Awful. If you played, I could have picked you something up. I got something. In oh, the, you're good. Okay. We had we had a Walmart delivery uh, about five minutes before you got here, so um, we're we're good on that. So we've been we've also been doing a lot of cleaning. We're moving. Uh, That'll up, do it. Up at the dust shop. and all that. Oh. Yeah. And yep. we're, there's like thirty year old dust. And so. the wind kicked up. It's super windy. We're in that second spring, you know, that fall spring time mm-hmm. where it's going to go 30 out of the south, and then Friday it's going to whip around and go 30 out of the north. So, you know who yeah, um, we're in that time was not impacted by the wind on Friday night? Who's that? Alex Hale. He was not. My goodness. Uh, sets a well, – it doesn't set. Ties. Ties a, a kicking record. He had five, five midfield goals. Uh, Would have said it. Insane. If we didn't. Let a guy right through. I don't know the middle. That was crazy. Come there on, there were, I I'll say this to preface because I've thought about it for the last week and a half, or half a week rather. I only have a couple of complaints okay. about the game on Friday, um, and, and that and I'm here to listen to them. That that drive was one of them. Not the, wouldn't even call it a drive. Yeah, not the it was drive a, itself, but the the play calling on that was yeah. super predictable. Mm-hmm. You're going up against a good defense. Their backs are against the wall. And it was like the same play, so like that was a complaint. And then obviously, the Oklahoma State mid to late game special of hey, we got the lead, let's slow. You don't have to. Hand you don't off. have to put let's sixty points on the board, right? But you also don't need to have reverses, which I will get into the trickeration of the first half. But you don't have to just hand off, hand off, hand off, or hand off, hand off, throw over the middle punt. Yeah. You know. It, that, so those are my two complaints. Some but, of the some of the play calling, there and then two, obviously the vanilla. There's two different kind of buzzes that you hear in 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 a fan base in mm-hmm. a stadium. In the first half, first few drives, you were hearing the buzz of, "Whoa, what is this? Let's go! All yeah. right, you know." And it's everybody high five and their people next to them. And then there's the murmuring buzz that you had in like the third quarter, you know, early fourth, where it's. Oh, well, hey, what do you got going on tomorrow? The offense isn't doing anything. So, what uh, you know, what, what are you guys doing this weekend now that yeah. you have a Saturday and, and Sunday? And yeah. you're exactly right. You kind of get into the – Casey Dunn even referred to it after the game. He said, you know, we'd like to not get into those – that third quarter lull that, that we got into. And uh, so, at least, hey, the coaches recognize it too. You know, and I'll, I'll say this. I'll give, I'll give Oklahoma State a lot of credit. Right, I mean, you put up over 400 yards of offense, 174 yards on the ground, and it wasn't a 72 or 71 yard play that got you there. Yeah, uh, you averaged five and a half plays uh, on the ground, or excuse me, four and a half uh, yards on the ground. You'll take that, mm-hmm. you know. Especially you go back a couple of years, and it's two yards here, three yards there. You'll you'll take four and a half a play uh, on the ground. You'll take five and a half total. I thought that the 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 defense played really really well. There were times that you're kind of like, okay, that's that's a bit of a busted play there. But you look at uh, Cam Epps, you know, the first freshman, what, since 2012, I think is what it was, uh, with two interceptions in a game, and then 2014 with uh, – it may have been more earlier than 2012. Uh, well, 2012 was the first uh, first time that a since a freshman has right. has had and it. I couldn't I couldn't quite remember. And then 14 with Ramon Richards, first freshman to return an interception. 
uh, for a touchdown, and and you know that had to feel good. And and I'll oh, yeah. I'll you know I I can kind of give some credence to some of the fans. You know the on paper the recruiting doesn't look great. You know, and I'm not I'm not sitting here bashing the recruiting, but if you look at the numbers, like. I suppose there's like an argument nationally or within the like, well, how come we're not bringing in five stars? How come we're not bringing in four stars? If you look at that redshirt freshman to true sophomore class, that was a part of um, Gundy's highest rated class and one of the one of the best recruiting classes uh, in school history. Cam Epps is a redshirt freshman. If you go back and look at what he did in high school now. I understand some of the hesitation going back to the Iowa State game. He's a redshirt freshman. He's starting for the first time. You're going to have some jitters. And Iowa State's a – I don't know if you've been up to Ames for a game. It's a difficult place. You know, right. their fans are pretty crazy. You know, it's an old football stadium that has that old football allure to it. Midwest football. We're Absolutely. just going to bang heads here. But yep. Cam Epps is one of the future leaders on that defense. And we saw some of that on Saturday. Yeah, Gundy told Friday. Yeah, Friday. That's going to probably throw us off all podcast. Saturday and Sunday, I I was like, do I have an extra day off? What, the nice thing is, about halfway that? through this, we're going to switch till this Saturday, so we can start using just normal Saturday. <laughs> yeah. But no, Gundy gave he told uh, Dave Hunziker a great story about um, about Cam Epps, and I'm not going to take the whole story. If you want to hear it, go to. The coaches show. It's the coaches show that they do on Monday nights, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how uh, I think it was Diffy that found Duffy that found um, that found Cam Epps, and he was kind of a quarterback. He goes, "Man, I think he could be a good defensive back. He's going to have these ball skills, blah blah blah." And that they were in on him early, offer him. They get out there and they go see him, and that then all of a sudden. Towards the end of recruitment, all the big boys start hopping in with their offers, and and that they were able to keep him, and that the whole this whole time they've kind of been looking at each other, going, "Whoo, glad we kept him." You know that they were able to keep him. I mean, he's that yeah. kind of a player. Well, and if you go through it, I mean, it's one of the main complaints that Mike and his staff have is that they're going to get in on a kid early. They're going to evaluate. They're going to watch film. They're going to find out about some sophomore that you know, is 6'3", 150, 60 pounds. He's really fast. He's like, man, that, kid's got, that kid has something. So Oklahoma State will they'll start to follow him a little bit, and they'll offer him as like a late sophomore, early junior. And we're talking like eight or nine months of nothing. Mm-hmm. And then it's like all of a sudden, Texas Tech, Baylor, here comes, uh, you know, Houston will get in on him, Missouri, you know, LSU, and, and all of it. And Ollie Gordon is the perfect example of that. Exactly. You know, we'll – We'll absolutely take 100% credit for finding Ollie Gordon. Pokes report. Pokes report. Because Marshall Levinson was down at uh, old the old ballpark of uh, old ballpark in Arlington. Was it the Chickasaw? Yeah, or whatever. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. yeah, And you know, we we were there for his explosion against Allen. It was like 300 plus yards, four or five touchdowns. Now, y'all, and y'all weren't there to watch him. Exactly. We were there, there to, to see somebody at Allen, right? Yeah, we with were the uh, twins with uh, Blaine and, and yeah. Bryson Green. Uh-huh. You know, and and so all of a sudden. It's just kind of like, holy hell, who who is this cat from Euless Trinity? Maybe it's a fluke. I mean, Allen, you don't do that against Allen, but maybe it's a fluke. But you're also looking at a guy who's six one, six two, you know, two hundred at that time. You're not Marshall's not looking at a guy going, Man, he's a little deuce fond that exactly. they just can't find. Exactly. And yeah. then you I can't remember who it was, but the next week he did the exact same thing. Yeah, the, he did. And you're just like, All right, this is it. And Oklahoma State offers. Some of the big schools got in late and he just said well, you're no, so, okay. Now, 
you're claiming that you guys found it. How did the phone call trail work? Did Marshall uh, actually like? I mean, are we yeah. talking like he called Robert and Robert makes a phone call up there? Yeah, kind of thing? yeah. Marshall calls me and and Robert. I think we were on a. I think we were on a uh, on a conference call, and we got off the phone and Robert called the West End Zone and said, "Hey, this is what we have. We have footage of this kid. It's this is the real deal." And and the rest is history. That's cool. Yeah. Nicely done, Marshall. Not bad. You well, I'm glad that Marshall didn't, you know, and, and Marshall has gone on to do big things yeah, at yeah. A&M and then went to, I'm what, USC. I'm glad Marshall. Super proud of Marshall. Glad Marshall didn't take him with him. Super proud of Marshall. Glad he didn't call all the Marshall does stuff by the book. Well, that's good. That's how you become big time. I like and not, Marshall. And not um, sent back down like the Kansas basketball team, we'll see if which we... got, like, nothing. <laughs> so, Oklahoma State's going to get punished. Is that what Prob- you're telling? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we'll, uh, that's we'll a great s- joke on Twitter. We'll by see the way. if we can't try to. We'll, we'll see if we can't try to catch up with Marshall at, at some good. point. That'd be a, that'd be a fun one. An OG on the uh, on the podcast. Absolutely, yeah. a founding father, if you will. It truly is. Yeah, I I, I miss Marshall. I, I wish he would have. I wish he hadn't stabbed us in the back and left to go to SEC <laughs> country. But hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, and someone else I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about the missile. My boy, the missile. 17 tackles. And a pick. 10 solo stops, a sack, two and a half tackles for loss, and a pick. And a boot. Pick. My goodness. In the fourth, when you needed it. Yeah, no, Nick Martin was everywhere. And for anybody that we have called him the missile here for a while because he starts in one spot, and then all of a sudden there's this, in this last week, it was a black jersey that just kind of goes flashing across the screen towards whoever has the ball, and then whoever has the ball is on their back or on their side. Yeah, the the dude's on fire. Was he have like 45 tackles, I think, to something like that to, to start the year? We'll get into Kansas, but, um, you know, because they're a little more spread out. Ours is a lot. It's it's Nick Martin and it's Kendall Daniels are kind of your 45 your, tackles. Yeah, your, your two guys that, that are making a lot of the stops. But back to back to Ollie real quick. It was the it was the O line that was actually giving him holes to run through. You know, and when you get Springfield back, we talked about this last week. We thought you would get Springfield back. You now have your your starting offensive line healthy and back that started the year. Springfield hasn't. I don't think he had played, but maybe sparingly. I think it was just a, yeah, like a handful of. Snaps. And it was and it was I think at the end of Iowa State when they kind of got fed up with what was going on up front and they moved I think they made an adjustment. They moved some guys around. Dalton Cooper at left tackle were apparently gonna rotate our left guard uh between Jason Brooks and Cole Birmingham. And then is it uh it's Mikulski that's that's at center, yeah. which snaps were so much better. You know, we didn't have ten ten uh one handed snags by the by the quarterback and then yeah. Preston Wilson's about as solid as you're gonna get at right guard. And then again you've got your your starting right tackle, Jake Springfield. He's been a starter for what three? Is yeah. Like year three. I think so. You're That's putting your in uh, y'all's uh, y'all's you and Jay, your favorite player. Uh, right? That is Jay's favorite Jay's player. Favorite Jay's player. favorite player yeah. has been, and now that he's kind of growing the hair out a little, wicked. You know, yeah, he's uh, got that goatee going. Kind of yeah. looks like a caveman I, almost. I would be shocked if Jay doesn't have a jersey on yeah, the way. Yeah. Maybe a jersey. And, yeah, but you um, know, and I'll say this. You know, we we kind of joke each week after Mike's you know, weekly press conference because it's like, oh, hey, he does listen to Pokes Report podcast because <laughs> it's something we talk about. But yeah, uh, when you talk about the offensive line, that was one of the main, like one of the main talking points that you and I had last week leading into Kansas State was Alan Bowman. This is going to be his second game. Yep. And you saw the comfortability, not just the offensive line or the running backs or the receivers, but the entire offense, the comfortability that they had with Bowman. Bowman has a certain style. He yep. has a cadence. He has a rhythm. He knows how, he has a certain way he throws the ball. 
you know, timing, getting back to the running backs, and it, and it all started to kind of click. Now, I'm not saying that all of a sudden next week they're going to be even better and the following they're going to be even better and they're going to win out, but you are going to see a little less, you know, mishaps. You're going to see a little less miscommunication every single week. There will be moments where you're like, oh, my gosh, what in the world? Well, yeah, and that's but, football. But that's that's what we talked about all last week. And going into this Kansas game, that's what you're going to see again. Yeah, and in the Kansas State game, we talked about last week how many quarterback rush or how many sacks, how many tackles for loss, that they were an aggressive defense. Yeah. And in the pocket, Bowman got lit up on the sideline. But in the pocket, he didn't get touched. And I remember years ago, Whedon had one of those games that Robert Allen was talking to, you know, it was, uh, I don't remember which, Grant Garner, Grant, it was a center. He was like, he was like hey, Whedon didn't get touched today. Yeah. You know, and Whedon was joking about it. He was like, yeah, I don't have to get in the ice bath tonight because, yeah. you know, I get to go hang with the family. Well, and that was, you know, I, I think that you were the one that said it. One of the, the main talking points when talking about, you know, Kansas State and this offensive line was, Whoever wins this game is going to have won the the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and if you go back, I'm, both sides of the ball. I, I'm not. I don't know if this Oklahoma State team is better than the Kansas State team. Like if you if you went man for man, you know, I obviously Oklahoma State won, and there is some talent. It just took some some getting used to. But this is a very good Kansas State football team. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like Oklahoma State jumped up to a lead against a, a very bad team, a, a uh, you know, like a cellar dweller of a sure. team and then they kind of got lax or whatever. When you look at the disruption that Oklahoma State got on both sides of the ball up front, you know, I mean, that's you have at least two potential Pro Bowl-type offensive linemen on that K-State line, and, and they did a good job. I'm not saying that Oklahoma State worked them over, mm-hmm. but I, I will say I was a little skeptic a little skeptical going into this game because I, you just don't – you didn't know what kind of Oklahoma State well, team we, was going to show up. we didn't have any idea that Oklahoma State was going to go on a 15-play, 72-yard drive and just establish, boys, this is how the game's going to go. Yeah. That first drive. We did, we did say last week to beat Kansas State, you have to get up early mm-hmm. and make Kansas State chase you because you can't chase a team like them. I mean, they still had 200-something yards. Yeah. Granted, 70 of them were on one run and arguably – well, not arguably, a hundred and like hundred and fifteen of them were on like two runs. And so, Will Howard had seventy of them on one. Yeah, woof. Yeah, is, but is he almost done? Like, are we almost done? He's got to have his COVID year left because oh I think everybody does. But, gosh. but uh, could if anybody didn't hear or didn't see that Dave Hunziker called, not quite like verbatim. He didn't say, hey, "Boys, hey, watch out! There's going to be a pick six here." But Dave, on the broadcast, when you're live on the air and you turn to Holcomb and you say, hey, I was watching film and Will Howard throws into coverage. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, watch out for something crazy here. And three plays later, he's calling Cam Epps going to the end zone. And then he's going, I told you. I told you. I'm, there's there's not a bigger fan of Dave Hunziker in the world than me. I love the guy. Absolutely. Whenever we had him on last year, I mean, I was like kid in the candy store. I don't but, know if there's anyone that I've met – in this industry. Now, there there have been nice people. I'm not yeah. saying that there are not nice, genuine people. Yeah. I don't know if there is not a more genuine and thoughtful and caring person or sincere yeah. and as incredible at their job yeah. as Dave Hunt. And, and you, you can hear it through, the mic, through your speakers how much he loves doing what he does. And for him to wake up that morning and say, I woke up in the morning and I put film on. 
the man loves what he does. Yeah. Absolutely loves it. And and so that was really cool. I thought that I thought that what the offense did and what they're going to have to do going forward is is a, is a mix of that run gap scheme and the RPO stuff. That really kept Kansas State off balance because yeah. as soon as Kansas State saw it, they go over to their sideline they go, "Okay guys, hey, they've all that film that we watched of them running the zone, they're not doing it. They're doing this gap scheme. Here's how we're going to play. As soon as they did that, bang, we hit them on an RPO. And for that Jaden Bray, uh, Jaden Bray's yep. catch and run, that's a, that was an RPO. Well, and that goes to show you, I, I, I think what run you just said right there. Run pass option for anybody that, yeah. I think what you just said right there was, I think, really important to look at. This is a very talented football team. Mm-hmm. There are good football players on this team. The coaching staff is a very, a very talented staff. There are some shortcomings, you know, but they know football. They're being paid because they know this game. The start of the season, Mike, you know, Mike has said it. I know we talked about it on the podcast. The three quarterback rotation was a mistake for as as long as they did it. You know, I think you could get away the first couple of games, but it was very clearly a mistake moving forward. Uh, I think if you had one less game of three quarterbacks, I don't think they would have lost to Iowa State because I agree that offense would have been clicking in the Iowa State game rather than in the in the Kansas State game. And so Kansas, a very good defense, a, a very good offense, too. It's a very talented football team. And Oklahoma State was like, okay, well, you know what? We're, we're starting to feel it. We're starting to click a little bit. Let's do a little zone. Let's do a little RPO. And all of a sudden, a very talented defense is on its heels, and it doesn't quite know it. Now, they, they rebounded well, made it a close ball game late, but – and, and I'm not saying that this is going to be the case every single week. Oklahoma State's going to roll out there and just, you know, throttle whoever it is they're playing. But this team is a – it is a good football team. Yeah. No, I agree. And the the one thing that came out of it, and Gundy said it, Casey Dunn said it, Bowman said it, everybody said, it, okay, you've got to put the ball in the end zone. And we ran into this issue – Isn't that what we said on, on last week? That you've if, got to score more than the other team. Uh, uh, you just got to come out and score one for more. One, baby. one well, for one. If they would just li- Mike listen. You know what? That's he clearly before, listens. But before putting it out, like before publishing it, just email it to him. Just say, listen, we're going to give you advanced copy because yeah. you guys are clearly still putting the game plan. Yeah. So I've got a game plan for for getting the ball, for a something else to show in the red zone. And I, and I go back to 2015. We use this. And this guy's on staff over there. He could teach this thing. Yep. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. J.W. Walsh. Okay. He could go out there. <laughs> I appreciate you playing along. <laughs> but J.W. Walsh was the – he and Mason Rudolph were in this. Mason was the quarterback between the 20s kind of thing, or between the 10s, really. And then when it was goal line, J.W. Walsh. Now, I am not advocating for that every time one, we get into one, the five. One quarterback. I'm advocating for one quarterback. However – I feel like you could instead of at one point they showed the Wildcat where Ollie was in quarterback. That could have done. Bowman it. goes out to the right. Can we just can we do this though? When when that quarterback is going to go running out to the wide receiver position, can we at least put our fast one in there? Well, can we at least put Gunny in Gunny well Gunny and, in there? And that goes to show you just how detrimental a multi quarterback system is. <laughs> there you go. Hall, all kinds of he, couldn't even do it. Ollie's clapping. He's saying, "Hey, give me the ball! Give me the ball!" So Nothing. twenty so twenty fifteen, and I'm I'm actually serious about this. That I think if you have a package there for Gunner to go in, who do, who in your mind is a better passer, Gunner or JW? Uh, I, I've seen a lot more of JW. 
You've seen I, JW. I think Gunner, if Gunner had a, if he had the opportunity to uh-huh. take every single snap with the starters, I, I think Gunner is a Gunner's a great quarterback. Okay, so if you if you have Gunner working on a specific package that has say four RPO plays in it, mm-hmm. think Gunner could get pretty good at those. Absolutely, Gunner can definitely throw the fade route. Yeah. We've seen that. I mean, Gunner can throw that. So if if you've got to defend, Gunner could run it. Ollie could run it, or they could do something, you know, and we've got Bray on one side. We don't have Stribling anymore, but Rashad Owens had a heck of a game yeah, he did. filling in. You're spreading the defense out. You're making them have to defend multiple options at that point. Now, all of that being said, Bowman did score a touchdown at Iowa State on a zone read. Yeah. That's that's where kind of this is coming from, and I think if you want to do a multiple, and I'm not saying a multiple quarterback system by any means, but I think Gunner Gundy, a Gunner Gundy type package there in the red zone would would help the team. Yeah, there you go. I agree. Yeah, and and keep it in the same vein uh, with quarterback. We've got a, a couple of minutes left here. When you look at KU, you know Jalen Daniels is questionable. Uh, Oklahoma State preparing I, for I, Bean. I yeah. think they should. You know, and and here's the thing: you have a lot of tape. On Allen Bean, I mean specifically from last year, you know what he can do. You know what that offense can do. Uh, they're certainly a more potent team than they were, I think, than they were last year. I I I like the way this defense is playing. Yeah. You know, just and it, we're moving on to Kansas, but just look at the drive chart for K State: punt, interception, punt, touchdown, punt, interception, punt, turnover on downs, touchdown, downs, touchdown, interception, turnover on downs. I mean, they scored three touchdowns, but. Punt, interception, punt, punt, interception, right. punt, downs, downs. It's a lot of getting the ball back. That's the Oklahoma State's defense has really kind of figured it out. The fan base seems to have a little bit more juice in it. It's not a it's not a Friday game. It, it took a little bit for the, the crowd to kind of fill in, but I'll give them a lot of credit. They did. Yeah. Uh, it's a Saturday game. The, the crowd has energy. It has a little bit more juice. This team is rolling. I, I think this could be a really solid game for Oklahoma State. I agree. Um, you're going to see Kansas is going to run in here. Uh, they have the sixth most – Rushing yards per game, 200, 232 yards per game Three on the Three years ago, dude, I think you was on drugs telling me that. Right. It's wild what the, Dev, what, what Leipold has done. And Dev, Devin Neal, dude, can run. Uh, Gundy also he told an interesting story. They had him in town because he's a baseball guy. Yeah. He likes playing baseball. That They were trying to get him to commit to play football, and they were going to let him play some outfield. Could you imagine? Oh. Yeah, but he is a hey, Lawrence, I like, Kansas guy. I like I like Ollie Gordon and Jake gr- Nixon. I'm good. All right, good with those two. I'm cool with my backs, baby. Yep. Did Plus you know you got Alan Bowman out there? He can run. We're did fine. you know that the state of Kansas, both teams versus UCF, they've both played UCF. Dumb. Ninety-one rushes, six hundred and eighty yards, and eleven touchdowns between the two of them. I was talking with TD on Saturday or on Friday. And I've I kind of figured that the four at least three of the four new schools it'd be a wake up call next year they'll sure. be a little better uh, and, and BYU they're they're playing well you know they're not but I I don't know if I anticipated stats like right. that especially coming from KU right I, and they're good they're good runs I'm not saying that they're bad but you don't expect those stats and Gundy said in his conference that it, they're running a version a a 2023 version of the wishbone slash triple option. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's showing in Devin Neal seven seven and a half yards a rush. Henshaw or Highshaw, six point nine per rush. 
and the guys behind them aren't far behind. Uh, they don't throw the ball a ton. Lawrence Arnold, Luke Grimm, leading receivers. I think the the highest amount of catches was twenty. Um, you know, and against when Texas beat them, I, they didn't have much at all. I mean, you've got to go back and watch. I'm and I'm assuming that Nardo went back and has seen all the tape. But I would think Texas gave you an absolute blueprint yeah. for how to stop this run. And if they're prepared, if Gunny comes out and says, I mean, you know how much he wordsmiths and how much he. He talks but doesn't say anything but then says something and you miss it, you know, kind of thing in his press conferences. When he goes, we're not preparing for Jalen Daniels, I'm giving you that side-eye look like, uh-huh, sure, they're not okay. even not even going to put him on the tape, huh? I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. No, it's a, it should be a good game, though. I, I mean, when you look at it, and going back to the Iowa State game, you could see some and, – and Tom agreed with me to an extent, you know, and, and Tom is very much a realist. You know he's not gonna he's not gonna take a lot of what we talk about. You know with a with a grain of you know you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. But I I think that Iowa State game was huge for Oklahoma State. You know I know you don't want to talk moral victories, but that offense and the, both sides of the ball really clicked. Yes. You know they started to get some rhythm. You saw that carry over to Kansas State. You know we'll find out the injury report. You know Saturday even though afternoon. it was a loss, you walked out of there with hope yeah. on both sides of the Absolutely. ball. Absolutely. I I understand. You know the coaching staff is like, well, it's a loss. You know, we, we, we have to get four more wins in order to go to a bowl game. You know, that's that's not good. We're two and two to we started Big Twelve playoff with a loss, but the fans you could you could kind of feel that kind of bit of a glimmer. All right, you know, things aren't as bad as what we thought they were a couple of weeks ago. And then you see the almost a complete turnaround, almost a one eighty going into the Kansas State game on, on both sides of the ball. I, I'm not sitting here saying that all of a sudden this team is gonna be even better than it was against K State, but you're at home. The offense is is finally starting to get a rhythm. The offensive line now has a taste of what it's like to do their job properly across the board for a large majority of that game. Uh, the defense, you ha- you have a lot of youth, but guess what? You know Cam Epps, who is going to be that guy all year long because Lyric Rawls is done for the year. Cam Epps is like, you know what? I'm young. I'm going to have some moments, but guess what? I'm him. Yeah. I, I've got my taste. I'm, I'm not going back. I, I'm looking forward to this game. I, I don't know what to expect, to be honest with you. I don't think Oklahoma State's going to start off the play, start off the game with a couple of reverses and you know maybe a flea flicker or something like that. Pass to Allen. Did you have pass to Allen Bowman before the first quarter was over on your bingo card? Ryan, I ain't got pass to Allen Bowman on my bingo card for the year. <laughs> what you talking about? I won't have it the rest of the year. Um, but yeah, this I, I'm looking forward to this game. It should be a lot of fun. Um, we're back to Saturday games. Uh, let me see here. I think the weather is supposed to be. Oh, fairly it's going to be gorgeous. Nice. Yeah, sixties, little north breeze. I was going to say, I don't think it's going to be that bad of a bad of a day here. Let's see, daily. We're looking at mid sixty six. No precipitation. No clouds. Yep. Uh, should be a beautiful. It's a gusts of twenty four miles an hour. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be it'll a little, little breezy, a little swirly down in there for yeah. for Alex as he they asked him about that. They were like, well, do you prefer kicking to one end or then? He was like, nope, swirls. Like you just put it down the middle and hope you don't get a gust. Yeah, kickers. I mean, they're a, they're a, a, a rather finicky breed, but <laughs> it's like kickers and left-handed relievers, same group. Absolutely, but I I think when you've when you've played in a stadium as long as he has, I don't think it really matters. So I think this is going to be the game on the schedule where and where I think that it hurts that Justin Wright is not still out there. I think you you're gonna you're gonna have to rotate probably some. 
some linebackers. I'm going to be real interested to see how many times do we have Nick Martin, do we have Colin Oliver, and Xavier Benson on the field at the same time. Yeah. How many times do you – because in this last game you had you had a lot of safety coming down because of the tight end play that they do and having to cover uh, the tight end. But I think in – I think You think Oklahoma State having tight ends this year and, and utilizing them like tight ends – has improved Oklahoma State's defense against tight ends. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, it can't it can't hurt. It can't make them, you know. And and Bowman talked about that, or no, uh, Casey Dunn talked about that. That in the bye week they went a lot of, and they always call it good versus good, the ones versus. So it was offense versus defense, and they almost did a game week against themselves. Mm-hmm. That you're getting to see that, and I have no doubt that having to track tight ends at from the line of scrimmage, not always the cowboy back, but tight ends on the end, you know, down there by the tackle has helped them. Well, and I'm I'm a fan of the way they're using Josiah Johnson. You know, he's he's not going to be the best receiver on the field for Oklahoma State. He's probably not going to have more than five targets a game, mm-hmm. but I like the way they're utilizing him. Had the first two this this last game got good and, hands. I think it was sixty percent completion, so he had a couple of there were there were a couple of misses there, but. I think you're probably you're probably going to have four anywhere between four and six targets, ish a game, and and I like what they're doing with him. I, I think I, I think that the more the more he the more they go to him, and the more Bowman is back there, and the more comfortable this offense gets with one another. I I think I'm not going to sit here and say that he's going to have 500 receiving yards by the end of the year. Sure, but you could see more. You could see games. You know, three for 31. You know, four for sixty. That and that's a that's a stretch, but you'll see more targets. Well, a four for sixty one is not out of the realm if they're and the three it depends on when. I mean, if two of them are the first play of the game, first two plays of the game, and then you don't have another one for the rest of the game. Yeah. Well, we're kind of getting to like, all right, it was a gimmick, you know, that you because we ran a lot of gimmick plays a at lot the of gimmicks. at the beginning there. So big fan of the fake punt. That was nice. And who was it that was under center? Josiah Jones. What, what is? What is this team? I don't even How, know. Jaleel Johnson getting into the backfield? You could see the, yep. the pure – PC I'm, North grad, go yeah, Panthers, uh, Fighting this, Panthers, this Putnam whole, North. That was my team. squad, by the way. Was it? Yeah. This whole team, man. It's They're, they're a fun team to – they're certainly a fun team to watch. Um, real quick here before we go through the Big 12. Yes. You, gotta, you, gotta, you have one, anything that we didn't hit that you yeah. would like to hit? Yes, I do. The, the Kansas defense is an ultra-aggressive. Okay, here, listen to these stats, and I'll give you the – Kansas stats, and then I'll give you what we've seen every game for for five. Okay. 24 pass deflections for Kansas. Wow. Seven picks, eight forced fumbles. They've only recovered two of them, but eight forced fumbles. For OSU, that's 13, I'm sorry, um, 13, 4, and 3. So 24, 7, and 8, 13, 4, and 3. These guys, they can play aggressive defense because their offense rushes for 200. Their offense shortens the game. They can be as aggressive as they want, especially if they're up on these teams. They have 17 sacks. Nine of them, I think uh, nine and a half of them, are their two ends. So Springfield and Cooper, they've got their they've got their hands full this weekend. I'm going to say one. I think they get a takeaway. I think they get a pick. We're going to throw a pick to them? I think so. Okay. And I, I, must, I will say Better one. not be in my Gundy uh, short line short yardage package then I'll feel be. really bad. Okay. And I'll go I'll go one one sack. Okay. Well, the nice thing And those about, numbers are great because of th- that's well below average. It is. And the nice thing is Oklahoma State goes against their two 
defensive ends that we just talked about with Cooper and Springfield coming off of weeks that they were, the, according to Hunziker, he dives into that pro football focus. Yeah. These were the two highest-graded tackles in the Big 12 and last, last week. And they have one extra day. And they have an, we do have an extra day. Not that that's going to make a massive difference, but they will be one extra day rested. No, but Not that it'll make them better than KU, but that really, for yeah. offensive linemen. But 20, I think scheme-wise, you give, give any coaches an extra day to yeah. just dive in well, all day. Give any offensive lineman an extra 24 to, to recoup. <laughs> yeah. Sign me up. By the way, Terry Miller getting inducted into the Ring of Honor. Yeah. Did you know? That he is the, I mean, everybody knows that nobody nobody wears 21 around here. Nobody wears 34. Yep. Nobody wears 55. Yep. Terry Miller. Nobody wears 43. I did know that. Did you know? I did. Uh, and I think, let's see, I don't, I think that Zach Allen, Robert's boy, was the last, the last, the last player to wear a retired number. 55. And he had to go, Robert made him go and request uh, from Finnamore if he could use that number. That was, that was awesome of him. All right, yeah. I'm pulling up the pulling up the Big Twelve. Yeah, I know favorite time of the week. I, you know, I was at the wrong, end of this, the at the end I was of this, way wrong. we're gonna have to go way back and like I had actually Texas. figure out. I had what, Texas. Yeah. So I was I was wrong. Yeah. Oh, you played well. That was that was a fun game to watch. I mean, That's a yeah, there was some rooting game. interest. Yes, I had rooting interest. Uh, but that was it was a good. And then the prevent D will always prevent you from winning. Golly, they just—I mean, like as soon two as, things I hate: prevent defense and the swinging gate. What if you ran the swinging gate against a prevent D? No one wins. There you go. The stadium will implode. All right, Thursday night, Thursday night on FS1. You got West Virginia. It's it's the Dana Holgerson Bowl. Yeah. You got West Virginia at Houston. West and we're not. I'm not giving. I'm not giving point spreads. I don't really. Care. I I think that Neil Brown has saved his job. I think what they've done is is incredible because I I had zero faith in that team. I I want Dana to stick it to West Virginia. I'm with you on that. And Houston's only two and three. West Virginia's four and one. I'm good with the bottom I, team I, give helping me, us out there. Give me a field. Give me a field rush because Houston's going to knock off it. a four and so one. So here's wild across the whole Big Twelve. And these are your these are your mon- these are your lines. Okay, yeah. these are the score lines. Minus two and a half. Minus three. Five, six, and one and a half. Nobody's a double-digit point favorite, so it could I be could see, I could be see a it. wild week here. Yeah, I, I could see it being pretty tight week. They'll, um, they'll have someone jump up and just blow the, just beat the brakes off of somebody. Oklahoma State will. Twenty-two let's, points. Let's. We're gonna win by twenty-two. This will be the first time since uh, we tried to score twenty-seven again, but we somehow got twenty-nine. Let's see what is it? Uh, I'm, I can't remember who put it out, and I can't remember the date. Oklahoma State hasn't scored more than thirty points in like. Two years or something crazy like that. Oklahoma State will score more than thirty points. Your OSU so final. They're not going to win by thirty. No, but you they'll said score they'll win by twenty two. Yeah, they'll, I was just joking. But give me, uh, give me Oklahoma State by. They'll score more than thirty points and they'll win by seventeen. I'm going to say OSU wins twenty seven to fifteen what because I, Kansas I needs like points? a. I don't know. You said twenty two. I I'm, I didn't do I'm the taking, math. I'm taking that back because I was trying to think of what was we scored 27 points three times this year and in 29. Give me 38 21. 38 21. Mark it down. All right, Iowa State at Cincy. Iowa State. Hey, look at them getting a regional rivalry up there. Isn't that fun? 
Isn't that fun? Did you see the? Did you I see hope the, they travel. They will travel well. I bet the nude colored pants, the ridiculous um, cream colored pants that Iowa State wore last week. I haven't week. seen anything nude Iowa State. So it was a uh, obviously. Um, it, I like a good throwback uniform or a, a second, but sure. When you go back and watch clips of that game, it looks like half the team is not wearing pants. Because they're like, they're, they're, so it's back to the Vince Young days whenever you could see through his pants. They're wearing like mid calf socks. Right. Some of their jerseys uh, or undershirts were tucked, like hanging down. Uh And it looked like they weren't wearing pants. (laughs) It was embarrassing, dude. So Iowa State, Cincinnati, what you got? Iowa State. Okay. I think, I think the four schools are going to, I think BYU is more equipped. But I think the the three other schools are going to struggle. I still want Houston to win, though. Sure. But i i would I would take tra- I would take traditional current Big Twelve schools over the new Big Twelve schools for the next year. I think it'll be interesting to see, and with the play MLB playoffs, if the Astros have a home a home game that night, well, there's thirty five thousand that you won't get in in at the Houston Univers- University of Houston Stadium. Spit that out. So, if they have a good crowd that night, I think they can do it. I think uh, if it's a crap crowd, they don't play. It's it's an off. They don't play. Oh, very nice. Just uh, Braves, Phillies, Diamondbacks, Dodgers. Braves are getting thumped, by the way. Yeah, they are. Woof. Yeah. Next game. Uh, battle of the three. Battle of the three letters: BYU, TCU. TCU, B. Uh, where's it at? Fort Worth. And I don't know if TCU what is going there? to have Morris. What are the records? Because that's pretty four, oh, t- four and one BYU, three and three. Give TCU. me, give me BYU. Okay, give me BYU. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think I TC, I think TCU gets that one. Kansas State, Texas Tech, three and two versus three and three at Tech. I Tortilla that, Tech. Now that that'll give Tech an edge, but I think Kansas State's a better football team than they were on Friday, and I think they're going to be pretty pissed off. And I don't think Tech is near as good as they claim to be. There's no championships run, no football championships running through. Love you took history. BYU. Yeah, you picked four upsets. Yeah, all four, without knowing the point spread, you Hell took yeah, four baby. upsets. Yeah, give me, uh, give me Nicely K-State. Done. Give me K-State. I think you. Oh no, Houston. You said they're they're at home, so I was going to say you took all the road teams too. But let's going to do it. I still don't have faith in West Virginia. I'm so impressed, but I don't think I'll pick them at all this year. Well, that's going to do it for <laughs> us here at the Poke Support Podcast. It is. I appreciate everyone. Check us listening. out on Twitter at Z Lancaster ninety one. Yeah. B. Murphy. B. Murphy 47. You can also follow Pokes Report. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Be sure to uh, pick up a subscription to Pokes Report. You can get uh, excellent uh, premium coverage. Alan Bowman's journal number 10 is out right now. They put the little Q Q code up there, you know, for the – if people want to help Alan Bowman's NIL. That's right. Subscribe. That's right. Subscribe to the Pokes Report. That's right. That's right. But that's going to do it for Pokes Report. I just said that. Is there an echo in here? <laughs> That's going to do it. Uh, I appreciate everyone listening. We're on uh, Apple, Spotify, RSS, as well as Podbean, so you can check us out any there. And the audio will be on pokesreport.com as well. But we'll talk to you next time here on pokesreport.com. On pokesreport.com. <laughs>